Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. Welcome to the Where to Hunt podcast, the podcast that connects public land hunting enthusiasts. Today is, what day is today? Thursday, August 31st. I'm your host, Eric Clark. Didn't forget that part. And this is episode number 44, Crushing the Hunt. Uh, today we bring on a guest from Scent Crusher, Audrey Fafi. Um, it took me a while to get that last name pronounced correctly. So uh, those who listen to the podcast semi-regularly, regularly, or heard any episode at all, I almost always butcher last names, and um, it, it was really close with this one, so I, I did get it right. Uh, round of applause, pat on my own back, I guess. But this is a really fun episode. Um, you know, I, I've talked about scent control in the past, and it's a very common topic in the hunting industry, and, uh, you know, some hunters, like myself, need all the help we can get. I'm not great at reading the wind, especially since I hunt public land. I may not always know, um, or very rarely will I know exactly where the bucks and or does are bedding down specifically, um, because I'm constantly changing the land that I'm hunting. So I might not even know which direction the deer are coming from. So I might have to stick with the, the wind conditions that were dealt that day. Um, and or simply because it's public land and I'm, I might only have one or two spots where I can actually hunt from. Um, that all said, I have my scent control ritual. You know, I do, um, wash my hunting clothes with the scent free, um, whatever, laundry detergent but also it's like a non-fluorescent thing or whatever it is too and then i use the the dryer sheets that smell like dirt i um you know keep my stuff in a tote with the dryer sheets that smell like dirt and then when i you know suit up i i actually after that then i put them out on the patio or outside and i spray them down with the scent eliminator stuff uh and then i spray myself down when i go to hunt with the scent stuff that smells like dirt so that's pretty ritualistic, so to speak. And it's a lot of work and it's also a lot of money. So, um, all that said, I'm going to go ahead and bring on our guest and, uh, Audrey is going to take a deep dive into explaining how a scent crusher technology works, um, what her success has been like and what some of their favorite products are of hers and how uh, other people can use them to help us hunters at, you know, maybe spend too much money on scent control and or need all the help we can get or hunt public land and can't be that selective or choosy with the stands that we go and hunt. So uh, we'll go ahead and get into that right now. Okay, so we're going to welcome our guest of the week to the show uh, this week. Oh, no, I hope I don't pronounce your last name incorrectly for a second time. This is Audrey uh, Fafi. Yeah, you got it. Yes. All right. So what you might not know, audience, is that uh, this show already happened once, but there is a technical error. So Audrey is being kind enough to record again. So thanks so much Audrey, for, for coming on. For <laughs> no a problem. Time. 
Um, no problem at all. This will work out. <laughs> cool. Well, we're happy to have you. And, um, you know, if it goes anything like the episode that no one knows what we're talking about right now, it was a great episode. So we'll start off with uh, just the introduction. Go ahead and introduce yourself, your general background, um, who you're with, what you do, and all that kind of good stuff. Sure. Well, yeah, my name is Audrey Foppy, and um, I've been hunting apparently since I was two years old. Uh, my dad had me in a tree stand with him and had me uh, literally tied to the tree with bale twine, um, or so I'm told. But um, ever since then, I've been kind of enveloped in the hunting world. Um, grew up hunting and fishing with my dad primarily. Um, did the traditional um, Wisconsin deer camp and um, tagging along at rifle season until I got uh, my first rifle that my grandpa bought me when I was 12 and harvested my first buck when I was 12. And then when I was 14, um, I got my first bow. And uh, ever since then, I've just kind of been enveloped in the archery side of things. And um, yeah, I guess, I mean, besides archery uh, for deer, we um, we're always chasing turkeys in the spring. We're always um, fishing in the summer and, uh, yeah, so I mean, we're kind of doing a little bit of everything. Early season kind of uh, really involves uh, waterfowl for us, um, goose chasing the geese uh, early season out in the cut corn fields and stuff. And then uh, once a year, we'll take a trip out to North Dakota and uh, be waterfowl hunting out there and chase the migration a little bit through the flyways because cool. we don't really have super good um, uh, flyways, I guess, over here. The Mississippi's not bad, but not too much for waterfowl over on this side of things. And now I'm starting to travel out of state quite a bit to hunt too, which is, which is a really good time. So, um, yeah, that's just kind of a little bit of what we do. I started a, um, a whitetail nutrition business once I got out of school, since I have a degree in animal nutrition. So that keeps me pretty busy. And then, um, I'm on board full time with scent crusher as well. So that also keeps me very busy. So those, those are the two that's primary just a things. little of what we do. Yes. Those are the two primary things. I also, um, I film with a show called above the game TV. Um, and then, uh, I'm with advanced tree stands on their pro stack, just got pitched, picked up by, uh, HHA, um, archery sites. Um, trying to think who else I'm with. It's a lot of juggling. Holy cow. <laughs> it is. Grizzly coolers. I'm with grizzly coolers. Um, they're super awesome. It seems um, like you handle so, yeah, it pretty just... well. You, I mean. Oh, I try to. <laughs> Inside I might be screaming a little bit, but <laughs> on the outside I try to keep it cool. So, um, it's a lot of things, but I mean, it's it's stuff that I love doing. It's all outdoor related products. And I just, I mean, I, I, I couldn't think of anybody better really to work with or help represent. So it's, sure. it's a good time. Well, that's cool. Do any of the brands ever say like, Hey, where's my love? Or is it like pretty well, pretty even? No, it, it, it's pretty even. I mean, I try to plug them in as much as I can. I mean, they do a lot for us and um, a lot of great support from them, a lot of great products. So I try to throw in plugs as much as I can for them. So oh, that's cool. Um, Sounds like I think they're all pretty got good. some in just a moment ago. So that's good. <laughs> Hope so. Well, the one, the, and I, I would personally actually love to hear more about your actual business. I think I, I love business um, just generally speaking. So I'd love to hear more about that. But for the sake of this podcast, I think we're looking at uh, talking about scent control done right. And I, and I call that the topic of discussion today because I don't think that there's anybody else doing scent control the way that scent crusher is. There might be competitors that may have similar products, but the, far, the brand that you guys have created so far is bar none. Um, when we spoke the first time, I said, I don't know, dozens of times that you just simply cannot get away from the scent crusher brand. It's everywhere you turn. It's all over the place. It's in major stores. It's being repped by a lot of um, hunters in the industry, a lot of TV shows, trade shows. You guys are everywhere, and you're part of that everywhereness. Um, mm -hmm. It's got to be pretty exciting. 
it's awesome just to see how it's exploded in such a short amount of time. I think this will be their third year um, officially out on the market. And I think we've got, I mean, our marketing team is just incredible. I mean, they've, they've done a great job of getting us everywhere. I mean, I think we're on 28 TV shows now between the Outdoor Channel, Pursuit Channel, and Sportsman Channel. Um, we've got, uh, I mean, every every big major store, Dick's, Dunham's, uh, Gander Mountain, Cabela's, Bass Pro. Every, I mean, we really are everywhere. And um, it's just, it's it's hard to get away from, but it's a good thing that it's hard to get away from it because it's such an awesome product. And it's not just for people that are in the hunting industry. It's really for everybody. I mean, it's not just a product that is just really uh, localized and you can only use it for a short amount of the year. Um, you can literally use this product year round and we use it. Ac- actually, we use it absolutely every day. So it's, it's, they've got something for everybody and everyone could, could take a piece of it and, and use it every day. Which is great, and I and there's a couple of things we'll get into with that. But so, like one one take I want, or one like a approach or thing I want to say is that I don't where to hunt. We there's no sponsors, there's no um, pro staffers, there's nothing. So like the purpose of this podcast is really informative. Um, I always kind of take the approach of, well, what do I want to know about the product? And it seems to be the case that uh, the audience tends to like that because they keep listening. So um, we'll kind of just navigate this as in you know I don't know anything about it and. Uh, you know, let's start with, you guys have quite a few different products. Um, I believe it's 12 total, but mm-hmm. as opposed to talking about all 12 of them individually, I think maybe just talk about the ones that you use the most and how you use them. Sure. Well, what I guess for starters, I mean, it'd probably be best to just explain what Ozone actually does. Thank you. So um, <laughs> Ozone is an electrically charged oxygen molecule. And what its only job is, is that it just it attacks and kills bacteria and viruses. And if the molecule does not find a bacteria or a virus to attach itself to and to destroy, it'll just dissipate and turn back into an oxygen molecule, um, back into an O2 molecule from an O3. And um, so the great thing about that is there's no chemical residue. There's no um, off-putting smells afterwards. I mean, it literally cleans and sanitizes uh, anything that, that you need that you put in the bag or that you use the products with. So basically, um, like they've on been a, using on like, a, like on a molecular level, then, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. It's, I mean, we've got we've got people from NASA that have been engineering our products for us. So there's some smart cookies up top that are get paid way more than I do to <laughs> figure all this this stuff out. That's pretty cool. And um, they they've actually been using this technology over in China for like 200 years um, to sanitize hospital equipment and 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 jails and all that stuff. And it's awesome that someone is able to harness that and bring it over here and apply it to hunters, outdoorsmen, and then eventually to just, you know, sports athletes and everybody that, that could use it in their day-to-day lives. Um, actually, my favorite product that we have is the Hunter's Closet. Um, so it's just a great big flexible closet that's got shelves and, and adjustable racks inside it. And it's surrounded by um, like a zip-up canvas. And you put all your hunting clothes in there, your boots in there. We put um, our camera equipment in there. Anything that we come in contact with that we don't want to smell anymore, we just put it in the closet. It, every product comes with its own generator. So we just turn the generator on and zip it up. And it's awesome because you can um, essentially sanitize or scent crush a huge volume of clothes and gear all at once. Um, so it's great for like a um, 
a deer camp type scenario where you've got a lot of oh, people sure. over at once, or if you're leaving for a big trip and you want to get a lot of stuff done all at once. I mean, I mean, especially for us, the typical Wisconsin deer camp, I mean, we've got three, four um, individuals that are out having a good time celebrating down at the local establishments. And then they come back to my house and wear their muddy boots and their clothes and everything into my house. And then everyone's fighting over my washer and dryer at two in the morning because they're like, Oh crap, we got to go hunt in the morning and all my stuff smells like the bar. Well, this way, literally everybody just puts their stuff in there and in 10, 15 minutes, everybody's good to go. That's crazy. Um, and it's so as much stuff as you can jam pack much in volume there. of clothes in such a short amount of time is what really, I think maybe blows me away the most. And, and the time frame in general, the 15 minutes, or even if it's 30, even if it was an hour, you know, even that would be fast for me, <laughs> like realistically. Like, exactly. Okay, great. You just stuff and it I, in there and you're good. Well, you think about like most washer and dryer cycles. Okay, it's going to be 45 minutes in the wash and then you throw it in the dryer and that's going to be another 70 minutes or so. And then you got to take it from there and put it in a tote, take it outside, hang it out, um, you know, put it back in the tote, spray everything down, take it to the field, get dressed out in the field. I mean, there's so many steps and they're so time consuming that literally our products cut all of that down by a fraction. I mean, it's just, it's, it's that, such it's a time saver. I feel lazy. Better, it's also a better <laughs> result. Not only does it take all the time away, you actually don't smell like anything. Exactly. And, and the smell that may linger on there um, just kind of smells like a really fresh, clean scent. Um, and it's like to us, we will notice it, but the deer and the wildlife do not notice it at all because every time there's a lightning storm, lightning charges the oxygen that's in the air and makes it an O3 molecule. So literally the deer and the other wildlife are constantly smelling ozone all the time. So to them, it's a completely natural scent to us. We might notice it, you know, it smells cleaner, it smells fresher, you know, it has a scent to it, but the, the wildlife don't smell it at all because they're constantly enveloped in it all, all of their life. So do you still use um, additional products like, you know, whatever the dirt spray smell or anything like that? after the fact once nope. you go into the woods or, or did you kind nope. of break that habit did you do it a little bit when you were done just because like the first time you had done it were you fully confident or i feel like i would do that first I time just... i did it i was just like you know what i just gotta just i gotta put my faith in this product and just see what it does and i just i literally i do not use any any scent killer type detergent anymore i never use the sprays anymore no more dirt wafers the only thing i do use is um nose jammer the spray and that's because i spray my hair with it because mosquitoes and gnats don't like the vanilla compound that's in it so i, I literally spray my hair in my face with the nose jammer basically just to keep the mosquitoes away but you know then i can also kind of cheat and bypass on having to wash my hair every time too but yeah, that's, that's just because i'm a girl and i'm i have a lot of hair to wash so i get kind of lazy about that too but yeah literally like once I, I crush the product Oh, yeah, it smells so good, though, too. I sprayed it in my car before just because it kind of freshens everything up and makes it smell good. But, yeah, no, I, I literally don't use any other products at all anymore. And so it's like, well, right there, that's a, you know, money saving too. money right there. I mean, yeah. every time you have to wash your clothes in the in the detergent, I mean, it's like $14, $18 for a jug of that stuff, and you're using it two, three times a week. I mean, you blow through it pretty fast. So. Holy cow. That's a good point, though, because – and it's almost every year, and it's so funny because I'll – grab that stuff not knowing that i have some of the scent stuff in my bin and so i'll go to the store and I'm like well i guess i should grab some of this because i don't know and now i i think i have like four bottles that are probably all half <laughs> and it's like what am i doing what am i doing those aren't cheap you know and i have the dryer mm -hmm. sheets and i have the way i have all this i have all the stuff you're talking about so for any other hunter out there that's like me that's doing all these things or like you were they were doing those things scent crusher really has it covered 
I mean, mm-hmm. and that's just the one product. The so only I, time that was the one product that was one of the the first that that got launched about three years ago, right? The the closet. Yep, that was that was one of the first three. I think there was the closet, the large gear bag, and the Ozone Go, which is the car the vehicle adapter one. Um, I think those are the first three that we really started with, and those ones, I think they're still our most popular ones now. Um, to this day, those are the three that I use almost daily. So, um, yeah, they're just they're such a time saver. They're super popular, and they're just they're something for everybody, really. Rock on. I like the idea of the tote because that's what I use now. So I feel like, and you know, we're really adverse to change. Us Wisconsinites, we're really fickle. We don't like change. We're stuck in our ways. Um, I think that's not the Norwegian in us too. Yeah. That might have something to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, and the German because I have a beer. I'm sorry, yeah, I yeah. don't have a beer. <laughs> Um, I'm fine with that. <laughs> What's well, just like the? I think about all the things that I have to change up, and and you know I don't feel like I've been hunting that long, but in reality I I guess I have, and I've been doing the tote system forever. So if I were to get any scent crusher product, I'd probably start with either the closet and or the tote, so that way I could just have a place to put my stuff, which would already make me more organized than I've ever been, because stuff just ends up everywhere. Um, exactly. And then the tote, it yeah, just the, would make sense to have that, I, I think. But the duffel bag sounds intriguing, too. So, you know, it's tough to decide. So I like the – I prefer the duffel bag just because, um, for me, I take my car to go hunting. And then if I if I tag out or I shoot something, I just call somebody with a truck to come help me out. Um, but so for my, my car, it's almost too small to have that tote with me because the tote's huge. It's 60 gallons. It holds a ton of stuff. And just for me, running quickly, you know, 15 minutes away up to my stand – you know, I, I have all my clothes and they just fit right there perfect in the duffel bag. And I don't really need that huge amount of space, you know, filled up in my car. So for me, I like the duffel bag. Um, but my husband, Andrew, he prefers the tote because he will throw that in the bed of his truck. And, you know, because that's what he takes hunting and he'll just, you know, pitch the whole thing in the bed. And it's super heavy duty. It's weather resistant. Um, so he prefers that. So really, like I said before, there's a product for everybody, whatever your hunting style is, whatever, you know, your preferences are. They've got everything covered. Yeah, they really do. I mean, like you said, the marketing team's really got their stuff figured out. It sounds like R&D knows what they're doing, too. It's just uh, Absolutely. all about their product. I mean, do you, do you guys have competitors in that same space, specifically, as opposed to, like, um, the scent spray stuff and, and all that? Um, holy cow. Sorry. That was a really loud truck that just drove by. That's okay. um, I got my dog whining in the background, so I got the same thing happening over here. Oh, yeah. Mine are, mine are being brats, too. Um. Yeah, no, we don't really have, I don't think there's anyone out there. I mean, there's other ozone companies. Um, obviously, Ozonics is, they were kind of the first, but theirs is for out in the field, whereas ours is not out in the field. Ours is for your stuff before you get there and after you come back. That's a good um, thing to explain as opposed because to if someone to, doesn't know that, you know, that's a good way to differentiate. So anyone that's listening to understand that difference, I think that's a good thing to talk about. Right. And, and it's just, you know, it's just two different products, same technology, two different products. So, um, yeah, I don't really think there's anyone else out there that's got the, the closet. I mean, I think Ozonics is doing something similar with like a dry wash thing, but I mean, ours is the one that's got the racks in it. It's, it's easy to put up and take down and our generators, like I said, we have NASA working on all of our products. So they've got, um, the chemical threshold down to, you know, absolutely pinpointed for how high of a level of output um, the generator needs to be for those chemical compounds to do their job properly, but to also do their job safely. Um, that's one of the questions we get with the, the Ozone Go, the vehicle adapter, is can I sit in my vehicle while it's running? Um, because it is producing an ozone gas in your vehicle while you're in there. Um, and the answer to that is absolutely yes. Um, I leave my Ozone Go in my vehicle 24-7. I never take it out. I probably should. 
Um, but I don't. And it's just because I've constantly got my dogs in there. You know, I've constantly got my work clothes in there, barn clothes, anything. Um, so I just leave it in there all the time. And that one's at a proper threshold where it's far below the safety um, standards, I guess, to be ingested, to be breathed in by people. Sure. Um, they, you know, is they like could have just towed the lines. Does like the EPA like, well, regulate that or something like that? Or is that? I assume so. Okay. I don't know. That's above yeah. my pay grade, but I'm guessing <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Um, but yeah, so they could have just been like, oh, well, you know, here's the standard and, and we're at the standard. Well, no, we're far below the standard even to just to double check and make sure everything's safe for everybody. Um, and some people don't just don't like the smell of it. It's not a toxin. It's a it's an irritant. Um, so, I mean, if you don't like the smell of it, it might give you a headache or you might, you know, have kind of a scratchy throat, in which case either just take it out or just roll your window down a little bit. Um, my hubby is more sensitive to it than I am. I think I'm completely immune to all this by now. Um, but he just cracks the window and he's fine. Um, whereas like the big generators that come with every other product that we have, the tote, the gear bag, the roller bag, the closet, um, those ones are at a really, really high output. And those ones that, um, we have special safety, I guess, safety things in, all the products so that that's one that you don't want to breathe in. That's one that you want to make sure the bag's fully sealed and zipped up. You want to make sure the closet's absolutely fully zipped up. Um, and we've also got special liners in all those products as well to prevent that gas from seeping out because it is at such a high output um, that that would actually affect you okay. um, in a negative way. So, I mean, you might still smell it while it's running. It's just going to be a fresh smell, but it won't Faint. hurt you. Yeah, won't we just, as... we just don't want people to like put their head in the bag and huff it or, you know, anything what, what like happened? that. Does so. anybody know what would ha- I mean, that just can't be healthy, right? I, it's just not healthy. No, I, I don't know if that would do something to your lungs or your brain or what it is, but I just know it's not, not good to be breathing in that high output of ozone. <laughs> I see my dear camp um, buddies making some weird dares and bets and, or, or voluntarily oh, just sure. like, I bet you can sink my face in this, in this bag. <laughs> Want to see what happens? Well, right. And we, we have people ask us like, oh, well, you know, it, it takes care of your clothes. Can I just stand in the closet and just zip up in it and just oh, let boy. it you know, decent me. I'm like, no, please don't. <laughs> please don't, don't do that. Do that. We don't Take have a human instead. version of it yet. So just pump the brakes on that. <laughs> exactly. That's cool. I mean, it's a good idea. That might be something for R&D to work out, but you know. Yeah, you just put it no, up I and you just walk into the woods and, and you have like a bubble around you the whole entire time and the deer will never Exactly. Let's just take exactly. it to that level. <laughs> oh boy. Just put it in your, I don't in, your know uh, what... in your hunting blind or something like that or whatever. Right. Yeah, maybe, we could do something like that. So, and obviously I'm assuming you've had some good success with Scent Crusher. I have. Um, It's been, I don't know, it's just weird because, I mean, like when this first came out, we were kind of skeptical about it. We're like, okay, you know, what's this coming out? What's this gimmick? No one's ever heard of it before. And honestly, I've had more success using Scent Crusher in the last two years than I have in my entire lifetime um, without using it. It's just, I've had more deer directly downwind of me I've, I mean, that have literally no idea you're there. I mean, big mature does with fawns are, in my opinion, tougher to kill than, than a mature buck. Um, Cause you know, they're just, they're so dang smart and they're wary all the time. And yeah, I the mean, bucks if, watch if the does you gotta, half the time to see what they're going to do. Like, exactly. So yeah. they're, they're And the so we've, ones. we've got these does downwind of us all the time and just no idea in the world that we're there. Uh, Andrew was actually walking to a stand because he's a huge skeptic on like everything. So he, he, you know, crushed his stuff in the tote and everything. And he went out to the field and he was walking to his stand and didn't notice at the time that there was a doe 10 feet to his right, just standing there in the wood line. 
I don't know if she was itching herself or licking on herself or something. And he just seen her tail flicker out of the corner of his eye. So he froze, just stood there and kind of turned and looked at her. He's out in the middle of this wide open trail. I mean, he sticks out like a sore thumb. And he said that she was 10 feet from him directly downwind, wind blowing straight in her face. And he said he, she stopped, looked at him, licked her nose, kind of put her nose up in the air, and then just went right back to itching her tail or whatever she was doing. And he's like, I stood there for 15 minutes, just kind of had a standoff with her until she just flipped her tail and just kind of slowly meandered down the trail and left. And he's like, right then, I was a full believer. He's like, I couldn't believe it. a big mature doe 10 feet from me directly downwind. I'm not hiding behind a tree. I'm not silhouetted against something. I'm wide out in the open. And she had not a clue. So I was just like, oh, my gosh. Pretty like, if it works that good, like, exactly. And, and I mean, it, it, it got skunk smell out of a neoprene dog vest, for crying out loud. Like, it's <laughs> going to be able to kill just some regular human odor in a shirt, you know? Like, it's it's just awesome how it is. I mean, I had a – last year, um, I was down at the St. Crusher Ranch. Um, I had a turkey tag, so I was fall turkey hunting while everyone else is out during the rut chasing these huge bucks. So they kind of stuck me down below the cabin. They're like, okay, well, here, there's some turkeys down here. You just sit tight until we get back from, you know, actually hunting. So I'm like, all right, well, it's better than just sitting around the camper. So I went down. I literally sat below this cabin, and I'm sitting there on the ground, just my feet sprawled out in front of me, leaning up against the tree, playing Candy Crush on my phone or whatever I was doing. And I heard this crunching, and I looked to my left, and there's a 150-inch 10-point six yards for me just looking straight at me I'm like oh my gosh like oh gosh what do I do what do I do like I can't I can't move I can't get up I can't anything and I'm like okay he's gonna bust out of here and I'm gonna say hey sorry guys I just blew everything out you know out of the bottom part of the field below the cabin sorry I suck you know and instead this huge whomping buck just walked a full 360 completely around me at about six yards and then just started walking straight directly towards me Exactly. He started walking straight towards me. And this is two days after I got chased out of the woods by a 10 point up on our property um, during the rut. So I was already like kind of a little gun shy and weary. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, like you here it comes again. Like buck? this time they're actually going to get me. Oh yeah. He was all rutted up. He already chased the neighbor earlier that night. Oh my but, gosh. Oh gosh. It was bad. I'll get all to right, that one on, in a second. On. But anyway, <laughs> so this buck literally walked completely around me. I'm just sitting on the ground and I'd crush my clothes because earlier um, in the evening, we're sitting around the campfire, and my, you know, I was standing in the middle of campfire smoke, you know, getting chased by the, the smoke trail or whatever, crushed my clothes in the bag for 10 minutes, and then I went down there to go turkey hunting. And then this buck shows up, walks a full 360 around me, not a clue in the world, kind of walks towards me a little bit. I'm just filming him on my phone because I can't do anything else. And then he just walks up the road and goes kind of up behind the cabin and over the hill, and he's gone. And I was telling everyone about this, and I'm like, you know, this deer walked right up to me. He was downwind. The wind was swirling. He was all over me. The wind was all over me. And he had not a clue in the world. And I was just like, I, I can't, that would have never happened if, if it would have been any other scenario or if I went to use sand crusher, that would have never happened. Do you have that video um, still? I, I do. I have it on my phone. You'll ha- you have to share it with me and I will put it up in reference to this episode. You can hear me breathing hard and saying, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, because I was super nervous because, like I said, I just got chased out of the woods a couple days prior um, because I was hunting up on our property in Wisconsin, and it was a rut. It was, you know, end of of October, beginning of November, and there's this big tent up there. I I nicknamed him the Jerk Ten after this occurred, Um, and it was, like, getting to be about deer 30, you know, real dusky. I'm like, all right, any minute they're going to start coming out. And all of a sudden, my neighbor, who was about 200 yards away, um, just kind of down the corner of the road, I hear him yelling and screaming. And he's like, hey, 
hey, get out of here. Hey, no, no, get out of here. I'm like, what in the heck did he just do? Like, what, is there a coyote or something in his driveway? Like, come on, he just blew this whole valley out. I might as well get down. And so I'm like, all right, well, you know, I mean, his voice just echoed and like boomed all the way through the woods there. So I'm like, okay, well, my night's done. I climbed down. I was making my way across the field. I could see my car, but I was still about 100 yards from it. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I kind of hear some noise coming from that direction where where the neighbor's house was. And I just see this huge tin, like on the silhouette, um, on the kind of on the knoll of this field that I'm walking through. And he was walking along. He sees me. And all of a sudden, he like tosses his head and then lowers it and just hightails it straight at me, like runs as fast as he can right at me. And I'm freaking out because I'm out here bow hunting. I didn't have my sidearm on me because I was an idiot that day and didn't bring it. And so all I did is I raised my bow in my, like above my head, you know, like with bears, oh, make yourself look bigger. So that's what I did. (laughs) I raised my bow up. I'm like, hey, hey, no, hey. I started yelling and he stops, like skids to a stop and looks at me. And I'm still sitting there. I'm waving my arms and I'm yelling, no, no, no. Hey, hey, like I'm a person. Don't hit me. And he just kind of stopped and looked at me and he didn't move. He just stood there and lowered his head and kept coming and then i was like okay i'm done like i just gotta run here i literally cool experience just, uh, oh yeah it, it was it was so awesome <laughs> gosh i was terrified and and i'm not a runner i'm super out of shape when it comes to that i'm like this is it this is how i'm gonna die like this, this is it i'm gonna get gored by a by a deer i'm trying to kill like oh haha how ironic you know so i just literally just put my hand out um in the direction i thought he was gonna hit me from and just put my head down and just ran. I ended up dropping my bow because I can run faster without it. Somehow made it to my car and jumped in the passenger side of my car, shut the door, locked it all, locked all the doors because I'm a dumb girl and called my hubby. And I was just bawling my eyes out. And he's like, what happened? What happened? Did you fall out of a tree? Like what happened? I'm like, no, I just got chased to the car by a buck. And he's like, no, you didn't like, shut up. That doesn't happen. Like Andrew, he was like 40 yards from me when I last seen him. And you know, cause it's kind of dusky. And, you know, on the crest of the field, I couldn't see a silhouette anymore. Like, last I seen him, he was 40 yards, and he was still coming. So I don't know when he last turned off, but my I had to go pick up my bow. We had to recite it in because I just dropped it and ran. It was oh just gosh. a nightmare. But, oh, that's intense. Yeah, and then we – I mean, because cool really, I mean, like a buck is a big animal. It's a heavy animal. Oh, my gosh, And those yeah. horns are sharp. I mean, it would it would mess you up. Oh, yeah. They, it would have hurt me pretty bad. Like, I didn't want to get hit in the face because I'm like, okay, that's, like, all I have going for me is my face. Like, I don't care if you break my arm or break my leg. I can still go hunt and do stuff, but please don't hit me in the face. Oh and the funny thing is we got a trail camera picture of him right before he started chasing me. Really? Oh my, so is, that's, like, it's right there. It's in sync with what oh, was yeah. happening. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, because where he came from my neighbor's house to where I see him, he walked right past the trail camera to get to me because we had it right on the field edge. And here he is with his head down, ears back. He is all bristled up and just pissed off. And that was taken about 50 yards before I seen him, and he started running at me. So, wow. yeah, it was just it – was, it was wild. Nobody got him either. So I'm like, all right, I kind of have a vendetta against him now if <laughs> he's still up there. Well, it's so funny. I just had I just had catching deers on the last episode, and after that, I would almost contemplate what if I could ride this thing. <laughs> I doubt that that's how yeah. it actually go, but somewhere in my mind, I'm thinking this could be the deer that I could ride. <laughs> you know, I thought about that stuff when they come walk directly below my tree stand and stuff. It you know, I'm just like I could just drop, right? <laughs> I could drop right out of here and land on its back, and then just see what happens. I, well, I know what would happen. I'd get hurt really badly. That's what would happen. But, you know, just to say you did it. My my wife has uh, two cousins. Their dad did ride a deer, but it wasn't intentional. 
it was a deer that he had shot and wounded and like you know tracked it found it and like i don't know if it was past i don't know what was going on i don't know the the details of the story specifically i should almost bring him on to talk about it because it's pretty crazy from what i remember <laughs> but he went to like get out to like go kill the deer right to put it out of its misery and I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking if i remember correctly they tried to like slit the throat i know it's really gruesome for podcast but the deer wasn't dead at all it stood up and he was like on the deer riding it for like a good 30 oh seconds and they're like, do you remember the time dad rode the freaking deer? So I got to hear the story and I was like, what? Is that real? You know, you need to have him on for I an really episode. Should. I, I need really to hear should. <laughs> and they're in the UP. So they're like, you know, UP hunters, which let's, let's be oh, honest, yeah, they they're a different classification of hunting than we do here in Wisconsin. It's the UP. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a nightmare. So that would be a, that would be one hell of a story. But in any event, um, do you have a favorite hunting story to kind of cap things off here? favorite one I do um so actually my hubby and I when we had our first date we went bow hunting together and that was your we first in... date I don't think I didn't know that the yeah. last I think so I heard the story before if it's the same one yeah. I did not know that that was your first yep. date that's funny uh-huh yeah our first date we went bow hunting and um he fell out of the tree stand that night and broke his foot. And that's how I got to introduce him to my parents was hobbling through the front door on one foot saying, Hey mom and dad, by the way, this is Andrew. All right. We got to go to the hospital. See ya. Oh my like gosh. That's, it was, it was a great first impression. So, um, but he's like super duper accident prone anyway. So it kind of really makes sense. But um, yeah, so we were actually hunting out of the same tree stand that he fell out of on our first date um, early season, September 29th. And um, it was a stand that I had, hung the set it was kind of set up for for uh, filming out of so there's a ladder stand and then there's a hang on about three feet above it okay and i was telling him i'm like hey just you know come sit with me tonight let's go hunt together and he told me no i don't want to sit with you because you know if a deer comes in you're going to shoot it i might as well leave my bow in the truck and you know we were like actually full-blown arguing with each other Super over him not wanting like, to no, hunt with me deer. i'm not going to watch you shoot a deer Right. And he's like, well, it'd be different if I had a video camera or something, but you just want me to sit with you and hunt. Well, I might as well leave my boat, you know, back or let me sit in a different stand and I'll sit here or you sit there and we can, you know, better our odds, blah, 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 whatever. Anyway, I was just like, you know, how many guys like in just would, you know, give anything to have their girlfriend or their wife even want to come hunting with them. And you have a wife that wants you to come sit with her and she hung the sets and she did all the scouting and she did all this stuff. Like, do you realize how lucky you are right now? And you're telling me no. Like, all your buddies would be punching you in the face right now saying, stupid, go sit with your wife. Well, you I got to stop you for three seconds because I brought my yeah. wife hunting with me when we were dating. Before we were even engaged to be married, we were dating, and I brought her with right after a Packer game, and she was bored out of her mind. Because like, you did I'm it I'm never wrong. doing that again. Well, the funny thing you is we wrong. actually did see deer. She spotted it. And uh, it was a doe, and it was public land. We'd never hunted it before. Looked at some scouting stuff online, and then so we're sitting across from each other, kind of looking. I'm looking behind her back. She's looking behind mine. So she spots a deer, and then she said, right when I realized I saw a deer and you are about to draw back, she goes, then I realized I was going to be very sad because I didn't expect you to actually kill anything. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, well. Very different. You're right. Like, you did all this stuff. You don't think he should be, he should be like, yeah, heck yeah, let's do this. Right. And instead he was like, no, you know, because – whatever so we're arguing with each other the whole walk up to it and of course it's right on the tip top of the big ridge i mean it's just it was a hike just to get up there it's you know end of september it's super hot it's like 80 degrees we're sweating we're kind of arguing yelling at each other on the way up to the stand 
And we finally get up there. We're not being sneaky at all or quiet or anything. Like, we're pretty sure we blew all the deer out of the county. And so we get up there. We sit down. We're still sweaty and just kind of grumpy with each other. And um, while we got up there, I told him, I'm like, okay, here's the deal. If a deer's 30 yards and closer, I'll take the shot. If it's 30 yards and out, you take the shot. Because he can shoot to about 50, 60 yards. He's pretty good. Um, And he's like, all right, fine, deal. And so 15 minutes after we get up there, this huge seven-and-a-half-year-old 11-point just comes lumbering down the ridge like he owns the place. Like, he he just lived back there. And no one had even been back in that, that corner of the property at all in over a year. The last person that was back there was me when I hung the set. And so it was probably like a sanctuary. No one's ever been in there, you know, in the past year. He felt pretty safe. So he came back, kind of had like a lazy look on his face, and he's he's lumbering down this trail, comes straight to us. And I'm already standing up. I've got my bow. You know, I'm just ready to draw on him. But he's he's walking directly towards me, and uh, and I have no shot. He's totally quartering too. But for Andrew, he was somewhat kind of eh, almost broadside, but still kind of quartering too a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching this deer get closer and closer and closer. He's at 80 yards. He's at 60 yards. He's at 40 yards. And now he's, like, actually getting into my range. I'm like, oh, boy, this is going to happen, you know. Well, he ends up walking straight behind my tree, um, and actually kind of like bumps my tree with his hip, like walks that close behind it oh my gosh. and then drops his head and starts eating acorns like right there. He was at about 11 yards, I think. And so I'm getting ready to draw and I, you know, turn in hindsight now I could have totally shot around it. There's one little twig in my way. And I, I thought, I'm like, okay, he needs to take one more step and he's mine. I got him. He's not going anywhere. He's relaxed. He's eating acorns. I got all the time in the world to make a really good shot and take my time. Well, apparently I took too much time because I'm at full draw waiting for him to take a step. And this arrow sinks in behind his shoulder. He mule kicks. He takes off running down the, down the ridge. Like, what and, just happened? And, <laughs> and right away, you know, I look at my bow. I'm like, was did that you, me? Did you have did a bow full draw? Did I accidentally and then just fire? Point the, and oh, you have yeah. Full draw, just point at him for a second. <laughs> like, you oh, yeah. mother effer. Yeah. I should release it on you right like, now. Oh, my gosh. I was so pissed. I'm still a little peeved like five years later, but, you know, nothing I can do now. And, uh, and so this deer goes, I can hear him just crashing down the hill and just rolling and everything. And I turn and I look up at him and he's just happy dance, freaking out, just giddy and laughing and, you know, almost crying and stuff. And I was just like, what in the hell did you do? Like, I, I was at full draw. What did you do? And a little blood drains out of his face. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't think you had a shot. I, I You were taking so long. I, I didn't think you had a shot. I didn't want him to get away. I thought just now or never. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like, whatever. It's fine. You know, let's go get your deer. So we're making all the phone calls and I'm calling my mom. She came up to, to help us track it and whatever. And um, he just, he, the whole time he just kept apologizing. I'm like, you know what? It's okay. Cause it was his biggest deer that he's ever had a chance at so also. But I was, right. Right. And he's like, well, either way it's hanging in our house. I'm like, yes, I get that. But now I kind of look at it and glare a little bit when I see him, you know, sitting above our fireplace. I'm like, you SOB should have been mine. If I had been a little bit quicker on the trigger. So then um, that was on like, I did the right thing. I like, it's all good. Right. You know, you know, I, I was a good one. Yeah. And then, uh, so then that weekend he had drill and he went and showed all his drill buddies, you know, the pictures of it and everything. They're all high fiving them and oh yeah, man, that's awesome. That's a great buck, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, yeah, Audrey was at full drop, but she was taking too long, so I shot it. <laughs> and everyone just stopped and was like, Wait, really? <laughs> you did what? Like, I can't even get my girlfriend to want to sit with me, and you shot that buck out from under your wife at full draw. Like, wow, you're a dick. And it was just hilarious because, 
like to this day it's like a running joke like his buddies will call me up if they're you know out after they get released from jail and they'll call me up be like hey audrey why don't you tell us that story again they'll put me on speaker and he's just in the background just laughing and shaking his head and it's it's a good time now but (laughs) oh exactly and they he hates that they have my number too because i keep telling him (laughs) you said it right like hey we're we're married it's our buck it's in our house you get to look at it yep i mean that's that's kind of it's a cool story yeah, so it's pretty special. So. Good favorite. That's probably good my favorite, favorite memory. memory. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that one. <laughs> you betcha. The audience is going to love that one. Hopefully they don't know who your husband is. You might get a couple calls or emails or Facebook messages. <laughs> what the hell, man? Poke fun. Uh, you know, that's, that's all right. Well, cool. I think <laughs> I think that was a great episode. You covered the Scent Crusher stuff really well. Um, I don't know that – I've been here like, oh, recap. But, you know, I guess I would say – it's pretty obvious where you could find scent crusher, but maybe if, it, if people want to find you specifically for being a guest on the show and or scent crusher, the brand, um, where would you point people on social media and, and on the web? Um, so I basically live on social media. Um, my hubby gets really pissed off about it, but you know, that's the world we live in now. So um, I'm all over Facebook. Um, I think it's just Audrey Faffy. How do you, you spell know, your Facebook last name? That would be a tricky Audrey one for someone to spell. <laughs> P as in Paul. F A F F E. So most people, like in my hometown, um, people pronounce it PAF, but my hubby's family's from the cities, and for some reason they pronounce it Fafi. So um, yeah, and then I'm on Instagram as Audrey Scent Crusher. Um, I used to have a Twitter, but I deleted it because it was boring. And um, then all of our Scent Crusher stuff can be found in all the major retail stores. So Dick's, Dunham's, Gander Mountain, the stores that didn't close, um, Bass Pro. Shields, uh, I think I said Cabela's already. Um, and then I do uh, dealer sales as well for Scent Crusher. So I'm currently trying to, I'm working on getting us into like the smaller mom and pop, the little local archery stores as well. So cool. um, there's a if, couple out here by, you're, by you know, us. We're, we're, we're at here. Well, us being me, I always say us for the brand, but um, we got Buck Rub Archery nearby and Whale Tails nearby. And Westbound mm-hmm. Archery. Yep, Those I are think... the three big ones around here that I'm aware of. Yeah, Westtown was a, a great dealer of ours down at Deerfest, so they did they did a lot of good work for us. So, cool. yeah, we're kind of a little bit everywhere. So, well, rock on. Well, thanks so much for being a guest, taking time taking time out of the woods, not only once but twice. And uh, <laughs> no problem. We'll uh, we'll we'll see you around, and I'll make sure that everyone knows where to find you guys. Awesome, perfect. I had a good time. Great, thanks so much, Audrey. All right, thank you. Looking for a spot to hunt? Download the free Where to Hunt app for your smartphone today. Avoid hunters, see less people, see more deer. With the Where to Hunt app, you will know where other hunters are before you see them. Just search Where to Hunt from the App Store to download today. So our tip of the week this week is uh, don't fall asleep in the woods. You're not going to see any deer staring at your eyelids. And this tip came up when I was trying to look for tips, and I ended up stumbling on scent control for obvious reasons considering this particular episode. And uh, someone had asked, what about coffee? Can deer smell coffee? Well, of course they can, but what do they think about it? And uh, it seems like a lot of people actually do bring coffee out to the deer stand, deer stump, deer blind with them. And here's what I think. I think there's pros and cons of that in particular. Sure, it'll keep you awake, and coffee tastes great, so win-win. 
uh, lose lose could be that the deer really probably don't like the smell of coffee. It is pretty potent, uh, potent aroma, and it gives you the shits. It gets things moving down there. So, you know, if you're worried about the, the smell of the coffee, you're definitely going to be worried about what's going to be coming out of you later. You see, you have to get up, you have to move around, you have to shuffle around, da 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 do all this stuff, and then go dig a hole, go bury your, you know, your duty. And I don't know how much of that is worth it. Well, if you're not falling asleep for 10 minutes here, 5 minutes there, 10 minutes here, well, now you've got almost a half hour of staring at your eyelids, and uh, you definitely could have seen some deer in that you know, 10 to 30 to 40 minutes, whatever happens to you in the woods. So my advice or tip of the week is to not fall asleep. And that's really for myself. I've had a quite a problem with falling asleep in the, in the woods and I've typically still been okay. I just wonder how many stories and how much meat I've missed out on over the years because I've dozed off a time or two uh, more than I should have. So there's a, there's a lot of talk about whether or not you can bring coffee not whether you can, but whether or not you should, ought you, should you, I don't know. It it sounds intriguing, especially with the modern technology of the, oh, I guess it's thermos. Thermoses have been around for a long time. However, I will say that uh, whether it's Ozark Trail or Yeti, they're pretty much the same. Obviously, Yeti carries a pretty big brand, but that does keep coffee warm for a long time. So if you're hunting the rut, for example, and you really do love your coffee, that might be a great way to sit and enjoy the whole entire day. Like, you know, coffee's just a good additive to something, some activity that you're doing. And, um, you know, it definitely will keep you awake. But, you know, you could also do a five-hour energy or you could do, I've heard of people bringing in syrup. My wife calls it syrup. I call it syrup. Some rappers call it scissorp. Um, whatever it is you do, honey, syrup, five-hour energy, energy drink, coffee, you just wonder about all that stuff and you just don't want to have that be the one thing that uh, is a variable that you can control. And if you do bring it out and it didn't happen, you might wonder, was that the thing? Or if you get busted, is that the one thing that you could have done without that may have allowed you to get a deer? Vice versa, if you're falling asleep, that's a whole nother story. So I usually try to drink my coffee before I leave the cabin or the house or wherever the hell it is that I am. And then I can also get my movement in my belly taken care of where there's a toilet nearby so I'm not digging a hole in the woods and trying to find a leaf or whatever depending on how much toilet paper I remember to bring or not bring but in any event that's the tip that I have for you this week is to stay awake do not fall asleep and uh, that's what I got for you guys and gals and you know please be sure to check out scent crusher if you use your products I'd love to hear about it um, I'd love to hear your successes with it, how, how much you like it, whether you think it's worked or not. So if you got any stories to share about Sand Crusher, that'd be really, really cool, actually. Um, thanks so much for listening. Download the Where to Hunt app and, uh, you know, go hunt public. Have a great day, everybody. 